0: Welcome to On The Turnbuckle, that was of course the music of The Undertaker, who won our poll this week for the theme song challenge, he's through to the next round, defeating, Lyle. Well, he defeated Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah, yeah, good anyway, uh, is it a bit of social or
1: social media justice, or baggage holding on to Hulk Hogan? You would have thought
0: he was a sure start win, but uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe it's the Undertaker's pretty popular as well. What do you think, Jay?
2: Yeah, I think the Undertaker's pretty popular. Yeah, for sure. I uh, uh, big battle, big battle. Um, it was a it was a tough seating. It was uh, much better was, than Crash versus China.
0: I think that was ninety six <laughs> votes, and there was two the difference. Yeah, it was ridiculously close. And obviously, I don't usually open this show. There's are we short someone in the studio? It's not Jay, he's here.
2: I'm I'm a regular fixture now. Where's
0: Tony? Uh,
2: did he message anyone?
0: Well, he didn't message me.
2: Well, he's just piking. We've got our
1: start time and we start, regardless. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous Tony. He's probably calling another car
0: race. <laughs> well, what's he calling it? Yeah, not <laughs> um, impressed. I just want to take a moment to quickly plug our live show this Saturday at... PCW in Geelong at Geelong West Town Hall. Jay, looking forward
2: to it. Yeah, I said I was really pumped. uh yesterday sent you a text. Maybe you're getting a bit a nervous. I
0: know. I've told you about these.
2: Yeah. Um. So. Um. Yeah. I'm, I am looking forward to it. Maybe we'll get a bit nervous on uh, Saturday. Might projectile vomit on a it's, few people. It's <laughs> selling.
0: <laughs> it's selling fast. So yeah. everybody head to pcw.com.au and get your tickets now because pre sale closes. Really shortly, um, I'm sure there might. I might be able to hook you up with a ticket at the door. It may be if you rock some of our merch.
2: Yeah.
1: So oh. I'll, I'll say uh, good luck with it, boys. Uh, well, you yeah. you haven't been booked for this. Yeah. 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 Rock well, the merch for you're, sure. That'd you're pulling awesome. a Tony, I've heard. Well, yeah. There's an important car race up in Cairns. You probably haven't <laughs> heard about it, but yeah. A huge uh, one.
0: Uh, big show last
1: week. Yeah, it was very good. Very good. Uh, different from what we do, but. I like that. I, don't, All I still th- don't
2: know what we do.
1: Well, yeah, everything we do is a bit different, isn't it? We we half winging at every show.
2: But yeah, um, I'll put i make the notes up at about you know two minutes to go. you, write you guys, them
0: During the intro, I know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do that. I um uh, go up. Well, yeah, while others are speaking. Oh, what did he just say?
1: No, but I thought I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Oh. Um, yeah, like a different aspect of the business. Yep.
2: Um, you know,
1: and. I'm a, I'm a sucker for some wrestling fan art, too.
2: Me, too. Yeah, I really... I, really, I love that 205 stuff. It's just sad that they, they stopped her from doing it with um, and not really producing anything themselves. Anyway.
0: Yeah, you know, we've got a big guest uh, to go to right now. We're joined by EPW legend. Legend. And MCW favourite. Yes. <sighs> do you want to do the intro, Lyle? Oh, he's the uh, godfather
1: of Australian wrestling, the Messiah, Davis Storm.
0: Thanks
1: for having me. Oh, great to have you on, mate. Uh, obviously, you want to start off by saying happy birthday.
3: <laughs> I've had plenty of reminders of that today. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get to an age where I might be a little bit sensitive about all these happy birthdays.
0: I hear you, mate. I completely hear you. <laughs> well, no one in this no no one in
3: this
1: studio is going to ask the date the day, mate. So you'll be right. The year, you mean? Uh, the year,
0: sorry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, exactly right. We've been looking forward to this interview uh, for the last couple of weeks, actually, because we haven't had much WA coverage, and we thought if we're going to talk to anyone in w- WA, it's going to be uh, it's going to be you, because you are the godfather of Australian wrestling. Um, how do you see the change in the local scene since you started?
3: I mean it's really come on leaps and bounds. I was I was talking to Rocky Monero yesterday about how much it has changed in the last uh the last two decades. And I mean when we when we started out there was some semblance of the scene. I mean there were there were still a few guys um from the old school sort of kicking around and especially in Melbourne and Adelaide there was there was still a semblance of the scene there but um, it had been completely wiped out in Perth. But we, when we started Explosive pro wrestling, we were genuinely starting from scratch. So um, to see it now, where young guys and girls can start and they can see the career progression that's there, it's not just for us. Uh, Mikey Nichols used to always say, "We were living six weeks at a time," and that's exactly how it was. We were, we were just trying to aim to get to the next show. Everything. That you had was being put into getting to the next show, whether it was training or weight training or planning process or whatever it was. Everything was just about making that next show the very best that it could be. Um, whereas now guys and girls, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say they take it for granted. That's the the wrong way to really express it. But, um, the the shows are basically, it's like training for them now rather than for us, it was life or death. Uh, we didn't know whether or not there'd be another show after that one, so we put everything that we had into each and every show, whereas now they know that there's career progression. They they see the success of guys and girls who have gone on to Japan and the WWE, and, um, you know, there's, there's a genuine career path there. For us, it was just uh, <laughs> let it all hang out, and if this is the last one, well, then we, we had a great time doing it.
1: Now, it's... So, look, you're touching on uh, EPW, like, clinging on and holding the scene together. What's the progression? Now I know with their training school that you have, that's one of the most renowned ones in Australia. But you, you guys have a, a great philosophy of uh, you want to make the students good human beings as well as uh, good pro wrestlers as well. You want to just touch on a little bit of your training methods and the philosophy behind it?
3: I mean, part of that has definitely also been me growing up as a human being as well. Um, so, when I started, I was an angry twenty-one-year-old looking for his place in the world, and that was probably reflected in the way that we trained as well. Um, like I said, it, it was very much life and death, and we we knew how much we were putting into it um, just to have the school there, and we we for better or for worse, we we were trying to express that to the students. Um, we, we pushed a very hard philosophy, which was the same philosophy that was taught to me by Hartley Jackson and Caldebani. Um But we, we really wanted to push people to be the absolute best wrestlers that they could be. Um, in that time, we've probably seen that you, you do crack more than a few eggs when you, when you make an omelette. And we turned out some fantastic wrestlers here uh, Michael Nichols and Shane Hayes, obviously being the the two most renowned but also uh Chris Weiss, Marcus Pitts, Alex Kingston. Uh there's there's just countless guys who have come from here. But in in the meantime, we've probably also burnt through some really good people who they weren't cut out to be professional wrestlers. Maybe they lacked the drive or the athleticism or whatever it is, but they they still wanted to be a part of pro wrestling and for us, in those early days, we were very much all or nothing. We we wanted to drive people to be the best, and sometimes when you're blinded by that, you you try to push people towards something that's not for them. Um, and and the techniques that we used were were very uh, very bully-like at times, uh, whether it was psychologically or whether it was physically. Um, we we really tried our hardest to to make the hardest pro wrestlers that we possibly could. Um, and the methods of doing that were great. But like I said, you know, we've we probably damaged some very good people along the way as well. Now, my philosophy is as a human being and also um, being a father, I I just want to turn out the best human beings that we can and the the more good people that we can have associated with Australian wrestling, I think will benefit in the long run. So, you know, maybe there was a guy who would have made fantastic referee or a fantastic cameraman or a great right behind the scenes person or an excellent PR uh, hand and we might have pushed that person away because of the way that we trained. Whereas now we, we try to hack people along as much as we can. them. If, if they're not cut out for, for the physical side of pro wrestling, and let's face it, not everybody is. Um, but if they're not, that's fine. Maybe we can find another way for them to be involved in, in EPW and if we can't and what they want is to be involved in the physical side and they're they're not able to keep up the standard that we set. uh, At the EPW School of Wrestling, there are other schools in Perth who um, some of them push very hard also. I I don't want to discredit everyone, but there there are definitely some places where it's easier to get a gig than it is in EPW.
0: The WA scene, I don't think... I think when you're in WA, you're sort of... um a little bit isolated from the rest of australia and it takes longer for you guys to get the credit that you deserve i remember it happening in music in the mid 90s where uh all these great bands seemed to come up overnight from w- from wa and it was more a fact of you guys really get to hone your craft without the nation staring at you sort of thing do you think that um yep. it makes you guys more competitive and hungry over there
3: there's definitely a, a chip on the average West Australian shoulder when it comes uh, when it comes to dealing with the rest of the country whether it's in football or whether it's in music or whether it's in wrestling um, I've, I've seen that in my my own friends who uh, some of whom are fantastic musicians world-class musicians who have never been able to crack it over east because um, you know for, for a, a band coming up in Melbourne... They get to travel to Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. They can gig around the country and build quite a good following without really having to go through the expenses and the hassle of a band from WA having to pay their own way over there and then finding the, finding the venues, getting the word out. It's all, it's quite difficult at times. And yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely found the same thing here with, we've, we've got a few, uh, we've got a few well-kept secrets over here. Um, on the wrestling side of things. But um, it's also, it's insulated us from a lot of the nonsense that goes on over East as well. So you've got to take the good with the bad while, while there are times where guys, uh, especially guys who are developing and, and turning into fantastic wrestlers, they probably want more opportunities and those opportunities, unfortunately, won't come as freely um, due to the, the cost of getting someone from Perth over to Melbourne or Sydney. But at the same time, we're, we're able to avoid a lot of nonsense um, by not being too involved in the scene over there. There's always, the, the more groups there are involved, there's always going to be politics involved, and um, we're, we're kind of insulated from that here.
0: And that's where the internet, though, um, is amazing for the guys in w, WA so they can um, can be seen more broadly.
3: Yeah, that's, that's definitely been a plus. So, especially over the last two or three years as EPW started to put more stuff online and, and, um, MCW and PWA, wrestlers are being seen both, uh, internationally and also interstate, whereas they never would have got that exposure before. So, when Robbie Eagles tears the house down with Will Ospreay, um, that, that sets off this chain reaction that leads to him getting booked in PWG. And it wasn't that he had a lack of talent or the ability. He just needed the opportunity. And I think that's the the same could be said for the guys here, myself included. You know, I've been, I've been plugging away over here for a long time and I'd say my following outside of Perth is stronger than it's ever been. Um, but it's probably also come at a time where I'm, I don't have to say on the down, the downswing of my career, but I'm definitely, I'm at an age where I balance. Wrestling and life, whereas earlier in my, earlier in my life, especially before the kids came along, it was 100% wrestling and I was fully committed to it. Whereas now I've got to balance work and life and kids and wrestling. And, um, but my, my following, especially thanks to some wonderful people online and them being able to access our footage, um, my following is probably stronger than it's ever been.
1: Now with the uh, the fruits of your labor and your all the hard work, now we come into like two thousand eighteen. We get the like a new Japan tour, progress tour, and you you're involved with that stuff. Does that validate all the hard work uh, um, and everything like that? And then obviously our local talent, which you are it, you're right, they are amazing. They just need more eyes on them to get those opportunities. Which you know, progress, new Japan, they bring they bring instant uh accessibility to the rest of the world
3: it's it's definitely been a strange feeling uh, like like I said you you're insulated in your little bubble here and there are there are people that respect you within that bubble and in your head you you like to tell yourself yeah I've, I've done something here I've accomplished something here and if those opportunities never came along I would like to think that at the end of it I would still look at what I've done as the exact same body of work because really, in our own heads, it shouldn't take uh, a match or an opportunity with one of the world's best wrestlers to, to validate what we've done up until this point. But, <laughs> that being said, yeah, very much so, to to be able to be put in that situation. And as much as I know, there's a lot that goes into creating those opportunities and also that, that decision-making of uh, who you step in the ring with is while you not might not be making that that choice yourself that decision um you also realize that that is something that is being gifted to you it's not it's not something necessarily that has to be earned um although obviously i would like to think that uh, the the work that i've put in over the years led to me getting those opportunities um and and i'd say it's something i used to shy away from when i was younger i would i would hate to think that it was my relationships with people that led to me getting opportunities but particularly in the in the case of the new japan one it was very much my relationship uh that led to to me getting that hooking and that particular match with minoru Suzuki. um it was it was something that a good friend of mine wanted for me and went went to bat for me to try and get that match because he realised how much that match would mean to me. Um, But that's, as as I've grown as a person and it's become less about the wrestling and more about um, how I feel about myself as a human being, I would say I'm probably more proud of that (laughs) opportunity being gifted to me because um, it says that I've made some sort of impact on people rather than just there there are plenty of guys in our our industry who are fantastic wrestlers and absolute quick and
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think we lost you for a moment there during the um your answer to that question, but Jay's got a question that's on the same subject,
2: I think. Yeah, you're mentioning Suzuki, um definitely becoming a bit of a new Japan pro wrestling fanboy. Can you tell us about the experience of um, working with such a legend in uh Suzuki? Uh
3: <laughs> it was it was unreal. It was it was very surreal. Um Suzuki's obviously, for anyone that's seen my work, I've lifted lifted a fair bit of his stuff over the years. Um, Someone that I've looked up to for a lot of years and admired for a long time. Um, He was was every bit the gentleman, and at the same time, you were very aware the entire time that this man could tear you limb from limb at (laughs) a moment's notice if he wanted to. So... I, uh, I behaved myself, I minded my P's and Q's and, and even with that, I, I walked away with a fairly sore knee from a um, from a knee bar. He's, he is, he, as I said, an absolute gentleman, an absolute professional and at the same time, just you you knew you did not want to do anything to upset him whatsoever. Um, and smiles and handshakes, but oof. I, I sure was glad that I didn't do anything to set him off, that's it's for sure.
2: So intense and intimidating, isn't he? He's just got it.
3: <laughs> he's, he's very much the definition of he doesn't, he doesn't have to puff his chest out. He's not, he's not some big muscle-bound goof just banging his chest and telling the world how tough he is. He didn't have to say a word and you realise how close to death you could be at a moment's notice.
2: I think he's fifty now, and he's going as strong as ever. He's just—he's he's yeah, he's been amazing. awesome. Really, been enjoying watching him in the G one climax, So, yeah,
3: yeah. He just—I don't—I don't know how he's managed to do it, but he seems to be the the Benjamin Button of professional wrestling. He's just going backwards and getting better and better as he gets
1: older. Maybe he just scares off the ageing process.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the grim race is scared him the most, <laughs> Even
2: that hairstyle, everything about him is just really intimidating. It's great. I'm
3: scared if, watching if him. Have, s- Sorry. If you can have a haircut like that and nobody says a word to you about it, you, you know that you can handle
2: yourself. <laughs> I'm scared watching him on the couch, let alone being in the ring. So good on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um... Speaking of uh, closer to home, I was having a look today at uh, a lot of the matches that you had, and a couple of names come up a lot uh, in Carlo Cannon and Marcus Pitt. What is it about yeah. those guys that um, cause you to have such amazing, consistent matches with them?
3: Intensity. Absolute commitment to what we do. Um, and that is, that is something that I've been really high on from the time I've started. So... Uh, Marcus Pitt's obviously someone who trained uh, at the UPW School of Wrestling, formerly the Dynamite Factory. So that's something that I would hope through the processes that I put in place and through my matches with him that he, he picked up on. Um, I know, uh, Shane Thorne is another one who came up in that same system and Shane's a very intense guy as well. Um, and he kind of mentored Marcus Pitt as he came through. So, um, I, I've, I've been known to yell and scream in the faces of guys who are trading with me, screaming at them to come on, come on, come on, give it to me, give it to me. I, I, I want that intensity when I go out there. And Marcus Pitt and Carlo Cannon are two guys who I never had to beg them for. I opened my big mouth once, and the next shot that came firing in, I knew I didn't have to encourage them at all. Um, there's, there, are, there are guys who... Can do the mechanics of pro wrestling very well. Um, and I've, I've got a great level of respect for that, but, um, for me, I, I like to feel it. It's the, when, when that line is blurred between reality and, and fiction and, you know, Minor is probably the greatest example of someone who can walk that line so thinly. Um, but the, the thinner you can make that line, the greater that your art is, I believe. So I've always been someone who's willing to, to pay the price if I have to in order to put forward the best art that I possibly could.
1: Now, and following on with all that intensity, have to have to bring up another name, the hard-hitting, uh, the bruiserweight Pete Dunne. What was it like being in the ring with him?
3: Uh, that was probably the funnest experience I've had in professional wrestling. Um I, I, I spoke to Slept after his match with Pete as well, and we, we both didn't hesitate in saying that Pete's the best guy we've ever stepped in the ring with. Um, so clean, so incredible, got an amazing ability to manage the interaction with the crowd and still his wrestling and his movement and everything is still so crisp and clean. Um, you find a lot of guys are either Either very heavy to, towards the crowd interaction and the wrestling struggles a bit, or their wrestling fantastic the crowd interaction struggles. And he's just a master at managing both at the at the same time, uh, able to tell a fantastic story and still so calm and relaxed that he's in the ring. Um, while still, again, he he was able to lay enough of the beating on me while still being safe enough that we could we could go toe to toe. I, I couldn't say enough about that experience. It, it, it was the the funnest time I've had in wrestling and just the experience that I had with Pete and uh, I've always felt like when, when you go through a fun match or a good match with someone, you have that relationship with them that um, you will have deeper connections with other people, but you will only ever have that connection with that person. And I feel like On some level, uh, I was able to do that with Pete that night. That was, that was an incredible experience. And, um, we we spoke about validation earlier. That was, that was a very validating moment to be able to stand there with a guy who I had such great admiration and respect for. And, uh, we, we really went toe to toe that night. My, my other matches, uh, with internationals, with Suzuki, with low key. These matches were more just about getting through the match, if you know what I mean, whereas Pete was very much willing to to stand toe-to-toe and uh, give his best. So, uh, yeah, that was was a real night of validation. Um, Yeah, that's
2: been great sharing that. Um, Can you tell us about what's next, um, what's coming up?
3: Uh, For me? Yes. Or for explosive Pro Wrestling? For, For me... I've got Iron Fist Pro coming up in Adelaide at the end of September. That's looking like a really exciting opportunity. Some great names on there already. Um, and the first time I've been back in Adelaide for quite a while to actually perform on a show. So I'm, I'm really excited to go back there. Yeah, they're um, coming outside out of, they're... of that.
1: Sorry about that. Sorry? No, I was just saying they're coming out of the gate with, straight away with their first show. It is Sorry. huge. Just their first show. They're um, not, They're not mucking around.
3: No, not at all. And in all my dealings with, uh, Aiden, the promoter as well, uh, everything's been handled 100% A1 professionally, which can be tough to find in this country. So they're, they're making all the right moves and making all the right impressions. So, you know, for me as, uh, as a wrestler who hopes for more opportunities, not just for myself, but also for other guys all around the country to work, with, work with decent promoters, um, it seems like a really exciting opportunity coming up.
0: And what's next for outside
3: of that? I've uh, I've got the rest of the year off pretty much. I'm 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 still open to interstate bookings, but I'm uh, at the moment I'm on a bit of a hiatus from wrestling in Perth. And I'm, I, to be honest, I'm not sure how long that will go on. I'm still I'm still working hard behind the scenes at EPW, both at training and um, and trying to help the company. Uh, catch up to the incredible level being set by groups like PWA and Wrestle Rampage, and of course, Melbourne City Wrestling. So, we're, we feel like we've fallen behind in Perth a little bit and we're, we're playing catch up, and that's good because I think um, the, the people at Perth are at their best when they get a chip on their shoulder. So, it's nice to have that attitude back again.
0: Yeah, and we'd definitely love to see you get booked again for Melbourne City Wrestling. You're very popular out here.
3: <laughs> I've managed to garner a little bit of a following there. I've, I've I've had a I've had a blast every time I've been out there, and each uh, each opportunity's been a little bit different. So it's been it's been cool to come out there. But some of those some of those matches that I've had out there in the last few years have been some of the funnest that I've had. Uh, especially the one I had this year with Flex. Um Flex and I have been on the scene about the the same amount of time, and. Uh, We we had a couple of tag matches here in Perth, um, maybe about a decade ago or a a shade under a decade ago. But that was our first singles match, and I'm really proud of that one.
1: Nah, that's good. That's good, mate. I really, really want to thank you, and I really appreciate you for coming on. Uh, Yeah, doing us a huge favour. Really wanted to uh, hear from the the WA. and get the, their their side of it, and especially on your birthday as well. Can't thank you enough, mate.
3: No, um, thank you very much. Not not just for the interview today, but for providing a platform for wrestlers in this country to get the word out and explain to people. You know, put ourselves out there, say who we are, what we stand for. That's it's really important that platforms like this exist. So, thank you very much to you guys as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Into the second half of the show, and that was, of course, the music of Kane. Who I mean, the people of Knox County woke up the other morning and they've got a demon as a new mayor.
1: I'll tell you what the political scandals they could find if they went through his back history.
2: Yeah, I am um, I actually after. Uh, my birthday drink, so I climbed into, climbed into a cab, and it was a BBC interview with Kane, <laughs> and the guy's, Kane's trying to be serious, and then there's this English guy going, he goes like, oh, okay, now, on to your wrestling, so, I'm um, sorry for being a bit loud, um, it's, yeah, so the BBC guy really just wanted to talk about that, you know, we, we're not here to hear your ideas. We're here to kind well, of lull.
0: his ideas aren't important in in the UK where that interview is going out. So yeah. I understand that we wouldn't be asking him about, you know, his fiscal responsibilities if we were talking. He's to very him
2: fiscal, resp- uh, physically responsible. Physically, f- he's very physical. Yes, he's, he's yeah. very physical, oh. and he's he's very um yeah he's a very econo- economic conservative, a simple libertarian. Did, did he? He did. He won the the race. Killed it. Light the opponent on
1: fire match, didn't he? Is that is that how he won? I believe it was an inferno match. Inferno match, that's the word I was thinking
2: for. By the Uh, way, we got Undertaker and Kane as all two uh um, music. It's a very family friendly show today.
0: And how good was that interview? Uh,
2: awesome.
1: That was like sitting under uh, under a learning tree for me. That we could listen to him talk all night. That that was was you say
0: that you say that every week. Um But literally, it was great to find out that someone who you love watching in the ring yep. is such a good person outside of the ring. Yep. Uh, mature, switched on, and I think WA Wrestling with him at the helm, to an extent, is going to get almost back on top. I think uh, they've definitely been on top, they're close to the top, and they'll be back, I think.
2: Yep. Yeah, definitely. Well, forget about even being a wrestling fan. The way he talked about develop- development of people... It was just really cool, and the the amount of reflecting and how much he's changed, and it was really interesting. I mean, as
0: someone who works in recruitment, it's a good philosophy, and one that I should probably bring bring more to my (laughs) role. Now, I want to uh, mention something. Obviously, this isn't a visual medium, but with Tony out of the studio, I thought you two would have used separate microphones. You don't need to be perched on the seat. So close to each other. Uh,
1: I figured, because we're, we're going to bring up the G1 later in the show, just may as well keep the keep it comfortable. Yeah, What's wrong with absolutely.
2: that? absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Oh, I know, <laughs> right? very close. <laughs> and, uh, common now- lovers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, uh, we do, uh, for the second week now, have a listener question, Yep. which comes from Brendan West on Facebook, and he wants to know who our favourite enhancement talents from over the years are.
2: <sighs> I like... I like the job squad when they got them all together. That was that was really cool. The t-shirts. I want one actually. Yeah, so oh,
0: almost as good job as quotes. our merch. That's that's like saying like you know who's your favorite one, and he names
2: seven. Yeah. Yeah, the whole <laughs> team. All of them are my yeah. favorite. Well, you got
1: you know, S. D. Jones obviously. Um, Dermy's favorite. Dermy's favorite. A previous guest on the Turnbuckle. Um, Lombardi obviously. The he was brawler, probably yeah. more our. Um, Age range for when we were. He, he would was have been there for right a there. long time yeah. as
0: well. I mean, he played doink for periods. He yeah. was the brawler, a knuckleball, Swartz. Yes, yeah, the baseball head. He was in the Heenan family at one stage.
2: Yeah, that's uh, Gilbert Count. He won a heavyweight. Well, he was in champion. the Job Squad. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Gilbert. For you. Yeah, all of them. I mean, yeah, that's true. The Job Squad, everybody, I, everybody. There. I mean,
0: there's been some notable uh, enhancement talent over the years. Uh, Mike Bell was an enhancement talent for a while, and. Um, there's a documentary his brother made called Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Faster. Yeah, that's a good um, documentary. Which comes from Mike Bell's um, hi- history of drug use while he was a wrestler. So that's really interesting. And um, the SmackDown Women's Champions is second generation enhancement talent. Her father was a WWE enhancement talent wrestler, uh, Paul Von Van Dale. Did really? you know that? Yeah. No, learning something on the podcast. How good is this? So now wow. you're under the learning tree again. Again, again. again. And, tree. But my personal favourite as a kid was Iron Mike Sharp, oh. Canada's greatest athlete. Um, he had this big metal uh, wristband thing and he used to grunt a lot in the ring, which wasn't done back then. He was my favourite enhancement talent in his black boots, black tights, you know, no fuss do we Always have
2: like enhancement it. talents now? There's probably much maybe Kurt Hawkins is like yeah, the, 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 the WWE doing.
1: Yeah. Ty yeah. Yeah. Dillinger's an enhancement talent. And it's good yeah. to see this week Mojo Rawlings gone back to being an enhancement talent. Yeah. Ellsworth's an enhancement talent.
2: Uh, uh, for the women. <laughs> the, <laughs> women. the B <laughs> team
0: were
1: Enhance enhancing talents. the
2: Miz. Yeah. Uh, the, t- the tag team division on Raw enhancement talent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's definitely tag team. Enhan- the Ascension is yeah. an enhancement talent. So yeah. they definitely still have them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, back in the day where you, you'd watch it, you're like, oh, we know who's winning this match. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, it was uh, good that he went with enhancement talent, not the uh, ugly word, the jobbers. The jobbers. Good yeah. on Brendan
2: for that.
0: And you've gone with it now, so. Well,
2: I'd have to, have to bring it up. Jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
0: Um, our merch store is open. I know that you've mentioned try to bring it into the conversation at least six times now,
2: Jay? Yeah, I'm doing it uh, subconsciously. It's a subliminal um, kind of, um, yeah, it's get this merch. Yeah. If
1: he's not trying to sell our merch, he's trying to get a free t-shirt from yeah. someone else.
2: If you play the podcast backwards, it's just us <laughs> selling the merch. I saw
0: him trying to buy the merch from my phone earlier, so <laughs> yeah. using my credit card. <laughs> I've like,
2: actually got a bit of Does credit Does it work cards. with Afterpay? Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Load up. There oh, is a load twenty. Up. There's
0: a twenty percent discount on T-shirts at the moment, so get onto our Facebook page and have a look. And if you don't think it's crap, buy it. Um, it's. Great. I'm a spawn salesperson. Uh, <laughs>
2: uh, it's it's great value as opposed to what we're talking about next. Segway. Oh, good segue. Oh, is that yeah, we're is talking good. about the uh, the prices for All In?
0: The prices were released today for <laughs> for All In for. A, um, for watching on television, the internet, and that Yeah, sort streaming of thing.
1: service, yeah, uh, yeah, this is this has turned into the ultimate independent and hey, we're a part of something too. Well, we, I might have to after pay this. Oh this yeah, is it was a... pretty. Uh, We've well, got the prices there, haven't you? I, I do here. Yeah. yeah, so just for the show, it'll turn out to be sixty three dollars Australian. It varies day to day. Like yeah, yeah, an hour yeah,
0: Later, got a sixty six quote.
1: Yeah, and... I, I, you do get a. Uh, $20 cash back and you can use credits of signing up different ways. Don't worry, by the time this comes around, we'll be able to find a way to whittle that down. But, it, I don't know, it, I feel that it takes away from the the indie feel the of it. The oh. underground. Yeah, the underground. Look, hey, we're a part of this small, obviously we want this What's all in to succeed. But, that is, yeah, that well, is, is a crazy thing. Like,
0: We look at the prices because we want to buy it. We want to support it. Uh, independent wrestling's is fantastic. Um, what I think they haven't taken into account is that some of us don't earn the U.S. dollar. So when you're in Australia, you're paying an extra $20. Yeah. And it becomes really cost prohibitive. Yeah. Um, so maybe everyone should just get on Twitter, tweet Cody Rhodes... <laughs> Tell him the issues that we're having with the price. I mean, I'll do it. I'm fine with that. I want to buy, I want to buy it, but he's pushing me towards an illegal stream. Yeah, just well, saying.
1: I, I, I'm still going to support it, but, uh, but you're richer than the rest of us. Well, K-fave okay, that. Um, like even with Starcast, that's an amazing four-day event. Forty hours of content, you know, visually or audio. Yeah, but there'll only
0: be there'll only be two, three hours that you're. Yeah, of course. Watch.
1: Yeah, I look, yeah, I looked at you know the Monday Night Wars debate. I think that'll be good. You know, the roast of Bruce, Bruce Pritchard. That'll be super entertaining. Uh, the death of WCW panel. That'll be good. The NWO reunion, and obviously the art of pro wrestling with Colt Cabana. That's good, but that turns out to be a hundred and twenty dollars. Well, yeah, you
0: know, Conrad Thompson's running that, yeah? Yeah. He's one of the richest people in Does America. Does he not have enough is. money?
2: Yeah. Give well, you, it to us, Conrad. <laughs> when you're talking about the all-in price, um, Cody, and if you, there's been a reference from at least Cody about it being wrestling's Woodstock. Um, I don't know how much Woodstock charged to hippies to to, to attend. Um, I think he
0: meant Woodstock bourbon.
2: Yeah, Woodstock. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's um, yeah not going that way with that price. Yeah. I just hope it
1: doesn't turn too many people off because I really want this to succeed. I think they'll be watching. Oh, look, they uh,
2: might be watching through a different stream, though.
0: There'd be some. In America, it's fine. It's just. Yeah. I feel like us and a few other countries may yeah. may have got the short end of the stick, but it is what it is.
1: I mean, yeah, $39 in America doesn't sound as bad as 63 65 66 that it could turn out to yeah, be. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, yeah. I think maybe if you just set a price for other countries that's yeah. the same, like. The WWE network's the same as what it is in other countries, you know what I mean? Yep. yep. Uh, something that is cheaper to watch is the G one tournament which is ongoing. I'll leave you two to it. Yeah,
2: oh. I think I paid I just yeah, close. I, I just had a look. I um I went onto the website to get uh to become a full member of the site. I think it was nine hundred and ninety nine yen, which was I was going, Ooh. no, I did the conversion. Twelve dollars, so. <laughs> and that is the best twelve dollars in wrestling you
1: would probably spend, especially this month. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Like we say every week, it's been it's been great. Yeah, uh, you Kota know, versus uh Did they try and kill themselves? Yeah. Just drop each other on each, on their heads it, the whole
2: match. Why not? Um, I thought the, the the best match of the week was uh, Ishii versus Omega. That was yeah, well, and yeah. Ishii's he's had so many good matches um throughout uh throughout the tournament. Uh, Bushi keeps on keeping on. What,
1: what um, did you what did you think of the clothesline to Omega's lip? Oh, awesome!
2: <laughs> you could see it the next day. It was uh, it was really nice. yeah, that was just really really cool. Um, and then um, on the come on,
0: guys, break it down for people who haven't watched it. That's yeah. your job.
2: It's really, really cool there. Um, <laughs> there but funnily enough, though, there are um, uh, Samoans or Tongans that uh, do upset the audience as well. The firing squad. Yeah, the be... the overbooking of a. Uh, I think we mentioned it last week. The overbooking of the
1: run-ins and the DQs yep. get a bit tiresome for myself. I'm yeah. waiting for the payoff. Yeah, I feel it's going to be at the end of the G1, obviously when. Maybe the two bullet clubs uh, go at it, but oh, it's just it's too tiring. At the and
2: Tamatonga's got the reprimand now from the New Japan Pro Wrestling for his uh, social media shenanigans. We got um, a reprimand from Twitter as well. Didn't yeah, we? he got a block there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, going into the audience, he's getting uh, well. You know, uh, as you called it earlier, go away heat. So, yeah. um, and um, A Block, A Block's really shaping up. I think with Jy White. Um, maybe needing the favour from Okada, um, that whole chaos uh, yeah. mix is going to be pretty big. Yeah, I think there's a lot, lot of going. to
1: go into the end of the week. You know, the, obviously the final is on Sunday yep. evening, early start. Yeah, uh, but Friday and Saturday night, uh, those cards already look amazing. Yeah, you know, you've got Omega versus Kota. That the dynamic, the Golden Lovers wrestling against each other. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm. I think they'll pull it off. It's going to be
2: wonderful.
0: And now chocolates to boiled lollies will go on to Raw. Oh, and I've never been happier with the Constable Corbin and <laughs> Stephanie McMahon when they saved me from Roman doing double duty again.
2: <laughs> but that's true, yeah. Double duty cannot be done. I love Constable Corbin. He is. I really, really enjoy him. He's probably my favourite thing about Raw. saw a guy at Nando's the other day look looked just like Constable Corbin. A lot of people kind of look like Constable Corbin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but raw, what did you think? No, I just see. Yeah, it was just okay. Just it was it was okay. We're leading into SummerSlam. I want better than okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Nothing. What what did we what did we learn from it? Yeah, you know, Finn Balor versus Corbin.
0: Yep. I, I'm not dying to that see happened, that match. That has already happened twice. Yeah, of course.
1: I'm not dying to see that match. The only hope I've got is, and I don't know why,
0: the Demon Balor will come out, but. I don't even know why there would be. And the story they're telling with um, Strowman can easily lose by a DQ or count-out. Yep. Yep. Um, What do you think of that story, and and what are they going to do with Jinder? I I think trying to tell that story that he can lose, it
1: takes away the aura that he's a destruction. He's still quite dominant.
0: He's still quite dominant in those matches. Yep. I don't think they'll take it off. I didn't mind that um, bit with uh, Kevin Owens and Jinder. Like I think that they, Kevin Owens making friends with other heels is one of my favourite things on <laughs> in wrestling. I think uh,
2: he's, he's got that Miz about him where um, Miz and Owens when they're making friends with heels, it doesn't look like that lazy heels are friends with heels, faces are friends with faces because they actually do try to have that buy-in where Miz or Owens will make it. While we're friends because of this,
0: yep. But I think you'll find that those two guys don't get saddled with their um, promos. I think that they would change. They've got license more than yep. other guys, yeah. And uh, it shows what can happen when you do give guys license. Absolutely. SmackDown obviously was on to yesterday. Yep. Yeah, yesterday, I said today. Yeah. And it was a good show. It was a yep. good show. Uh, we're getting when the Miz has accepted Daniel Bryan's challenge. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that feud goes because I wouldn't think that it's going to be a one and done.
2: Yep, I don't think as well. Um, now, th- th- that's going to look... Finally, Brian has something that we could look forward to. Yep. Um, he's been given absolute garbage. Um, I think, well, gee, we are talking about um, not even understanding how... We, we'd have Brian come back and then not be interested in Brian matches, I would have never nah. predicted that. <laughs> no, never.
1: We, we were waiting so many months for him to get oh. cleared.
2: So even if you got, uh, to, to, to believe that you wouldn't be looking forward to it yeah. is unreal.
0: But obviously with The Miz, uh, Brian, you'll think, will bring the fire. Yep. Yeah. They don't. They legitimately, I don't think they like each other. Well, y- You can
1: tell like, Yeah, when it's on the, what's that, after SmackDown show. Yeah. Even when they've had the yeah. back and forths yeah. on on those things, there's,
2: there's some reality to that. Yeah, that, that's right, and it comes across. And well, that's what we we all buy into. Well, looking at it today, they did that. Cliche, you know, he attacked him on scene of Ms. and Mrs. He, like um, Brian actually looked worked up. Yep. Like he looked really fiery. So yeah. yeah. Can um, they drag
0: it out? Can they drag it out to Mania and get the? Get well, the big blow off. Ryan would need to sign a contract first, so we'll see what happens mm.
2: there. One other thing about um, SmackDown, you, um, you all know that I really am a fan of um, tag team wrestling. Getting first, some I'm respect. hearing of it and tournaments, yeah. and, tournaments, and, tournaments, and brackets uh, and, and, stats and stats. And what you can see is today um, putting um, the bar versus uh, uh, the New Day. That was I really really enjoyed that match, but I don't want to see the New Day versus the Bludgeons again. So yeah, Yep. <laughs> sort of. You know what? That's probably the the match that you almost have as a as as a, as a tag team title kind of uh, feud there because they're two. Um, it's all stacked on SmackDown. That's a problem. With the tag team division. The ones that have got that respect are the Usos, the Bar, and New Day. That have got that um, ability plus the pedigree within WWE. Where Revival are working on it. It's stacked SmackDown heavy.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah, but you do need to do that, or else you'll end up with just two teams. You need yep. to have more viable opponents for your champions, or else you'll end up with Slater and Rhino yep. versus your champions who are dominant because you can't have the same two teams fight for well, a year.
2: Finally doing that, but build up revival. That's easy. They yep. should. They. It's easy. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. And speaking of tournaments, the names for the May Young Classic have been finalised, or at least they will be once uh, NXT goes to air tomorrow. Yep. Um, who are you looking forward to?
1: Uh, I want to see a lot of the Japanese women come in there that obviously haven't had the uh, the worldwide exposure. Yeah, uh, obviously the Japanese girls are going to be a real yeah. Party. I think yeah, they you know if they're allowed to work. Their style, you know, I know, we have, you know WWE have a lot of agents and stuff, but we've seen in the Cruiserweight Classic, um, they actually wrestled as cru- Cruiserweights. So I, I'm really, there's so many intriguing matchups that can happen that won't probably happen anywhere else. And I think that's the best part about
0: these kind of tournaments. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm looking really looking forward to seeing uh, Madison Rain Ashley mm. Rain she's going to be under, see how she goes in a WWE ring but I really want to see how the girls who were in last year's May Young Classic, how they've come along in 12 months, because yeah. a lot of those girls are quite young. And speaking of young, Z- Zoya Brookside is 19 years old. Yeah. I want to see how she goes as well. Yeah,
1: and uh, and, of, and of course, being Australian, we really want to see Tony Storm come out of it strong. We'd like to see her
0: win. And uh, Ray yes. Ripley as
2: well, so we, we've got two Australians in it uh, this
0: year. At... Uh, yeah, the same two Australians had in it last year, in yep. it again, which yep. is yep. fantastic. No, nope, we, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of women's wrestling, though, Underworld Two is on, you know, just over a week. Yep, and they have a all they have a, a main event, which yep. is a women's title match, which you don't see a lot in Australia, and it's fantastic to see. I think it's a credit to both the workers; they're they're hardworking.
1: Obviously, we've seen them in different promotions in the you know, last six, seven months. No, they've earned this. This is... Yeah, this isn't a token. No, it's not you know, a token. it's card. not just handed to them. No, they, they've earned this. Absolutely. And yeah. deserve to go on last.
0: It's a credit to Underworld because a lot of promotions would have just scrambled mm-hmm. a men's match to go last, but they're trusting in their talent that they've got. And Vixen and Erica Reed are going to have a fantastic match, especially because Underworld title matches are no disqualification which suits both of these girls down to the ground. Erica's going to play heel, which is going to be fun because she doesn't often play heel, and she's going to be violent, and then Vixen is violent. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, anyone who gets out to that show, I, I think you guys are going on, and I'm not going to be available, unfortunately. Hey, catch uh, it on the stream. I no, oh, will no, catch it on the
1: stream.
2: I will be very lucky to have my daughter Alvy in my presence. Oh, you're so stuck. I'm, you're stuck I'm, with Alvy. I'm Alvie. unable to to attend that because so I'm, I'm going
1: work. alone because one bloke's overseas and you're stuck with your daughter. That's fair well, yeah, enough. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: We are going to have listeners who have won a competition <laughs> there, so you'll be on. You'll be stuck with them. Well, they'll yeah. be stuck with you. Yeah, they'll well, be stuck with you. Yeah, you're probably, probably stuck with me.
2: I might ask her, mum. Yeah, yeah, I might take her to Underworld Wrestling. Is that okay?
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> 18 plus. So uh, she's
2: 18 months. <laughs> no,
0: no, no beer and fried chicken.
2: I'll get her. I'll get her. A do- I'm, I'm west side. I'll get her a dodgy deed. Um, um, ID. <laughs> Put a beard on her. <laughs> I don't know.
0: You'll probably lose her with. Rudy. <laughs> There's a lot of shows on this weekend on the 11th of we're in August. August, yep. August, is. yeah. You uh, got PCW P- C- w- Evolution in Geelong, obviously. Yeah. And got- who's um who's performing at that?
1: Oh, you got Edward Dusk. Uh, Edward Dusk versus uh, Jake Taylor in a cage match for the Ignition title. Yeah. yeah, who else is on that? Oh, who else who we got there? Uh, the Pariah, they're going to be there. So who,
0: who who else is on that?
1: Stevie Philippe is going to be there.
0: He is. Who else is on that? Uh, I don't know. Hang on I'll just
1: check the no, there's something about an Indy pod- Hartwell's
0: on there as well. Indy Hartwell, uh, yep, yep. But most importantly,
1: Mo- all right, I'll put to put it over. The podcast is going live. Woohoo, Yeah, <laughs> I'll put you guys
0: over. Uh, PWA have their eleventh anniversary show in Sydney, featuring Will Osprey, B Priestley. And Jonah Rock, which will be a massive show.
1: Yeah, well they, they they've actually got a cage match. Uh, yeah, Caveman versus Oh that uh, yeah, Jonah. That'll be for their title. That will <laughs> be amazing. Don't worry about that. And then yeah, you have got Robbie Eagles versus Osprey, which just on paper that's a match of the year
2: candidate right there. Huge. Um, my good friends at Riot City Wrestling are having a live show in um, Adelaide with tickets only ten dollars. What a deal! That's a great deal.
0: And New Horizons Wrestling have a 3 p.m. show in Armadale in WA, which I reckon that's a good little move. Yeah, is it? Is it? I've read that correctly. $5 tickets on the door Is right well. I didn't
1: see uh, yeah, that. I, you're probably right. I've written that down, so it must be right. Yep. So get it. Make your way out there. That's a great deal.
0: And then in uh, Melbourne, NAW have the final of their King of the Cage tournament in Albion. Cool. Every match is a cage match.
1: Yeah. Oh, I did uh, go across that card earlier before we started recording. They've got a War Games match. That that would be interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, so lots of lots of... There's probably more out there. If you want us to promote your show, flick us a message on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter and we will definitely tell people about you and yes. hopefully get some results and things like that. Also, if you want to sponsor us... Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook on the Turnbuckle Australia, and hit up our Facebook anyway because it's amusing.
2: Yeah, we are. Uh... It's more than amusing. It's amusing. It's intriguing. It's a. It's a. I would say it's a learning tree at times. <laughs> it's. It's. It's a <laughs> bit of everything. Learning. And there are a lot of polls.
0: <laughs> Who we got next week? We've got someone. We've got a big guest next week. A very big guest. A very good big guest. Tony's going to be back in the studio. No, no, we've got someone bigger than Tony. Bigger than that? Well, not bigger, but a bigger name. I'm bigger coming name. in
1: again. Bigger name. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. We have PWAs and Australia's own
0: Robbie Eagles. Boom. How good's that? Um, I'm excited. Yeah, we're. That's that's amazing. So yeah, are speechless. You? Come back next week and listen to us uh, really annoy Robbie Eagles for a good 20 minutes. Well, Jay Uh, will. Inane questioning. (laughs) (laughs) You've listened to On the Turnbuckle on my podcast house. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Bye-bye.